all our listeners and welcome to the fifth episode of We Pod presented to you by the business cluster of I am Vishakhapatnam. In today's episode, we are extremely proud to have with us Mr. Satyaki Banerjee, Assistant Vice President, Product Management Division in one of India's leading banks, where he is focusing on driving customer experience on the digital platform. He has a diverse experience of working in multiple early stage startups and is currently advising various startups on product strategy and growth. He has also built and scaled products in the field of e-commerce, investment platforms, digital lending and digital banking and in his own words technology is what excites him and drives him to solve complex problems in a simpler manner. A very warm welcome to our podcast sir. Thank you. Uh, so uh, firstly the first question uh, for you is that with everything that has gone online uh, since the past year hmm. how do we understand the customer mindset and ensure that a good communication is maintained between the team and the customer right so so there are two questions here how do you understand the mindset of a customer and how do you understand communicate right with the customer yes in terms of understanding the mindset i think there will be some nuances that will change varying basis products uh, what product you are selling mostly i am i have been building digital products so to speak about understanding the mindset of digital products few things that i do uh, to understand is one uh, almost every week i am getting on one on one interactions with our customers from various the primary or the major segments that we want to target Right, that's one source for me to understand and hear directly from the customers. Second is uh, under hearing uh, call center calls recordings. Right. The third thing is logging in. So one of the things that you can do is every company has a customer care ID, email ID, whether it's care at abc dot com, customer support at abxyz dot com. Every company has it. If you really want to understand the mindset of a customer, uh, one of the things you could do is either through your laptop or your mobile device, you log into that support email and keep going through that emails. Don't respond because that's somebody else's responsibility. But uh, going through those customer emails gives you a lot of insights, especially in terms of what is actually frustrating the customers. What are they writing in for? third thing that you could do is uh, speak to your branches if you if you are a company with branches and physical outlets you should talk to the people who are there at the physical outlets and ask them your representative that what are the customers talking about what is the like uh, uh, on ground intelligence human intelligence sort of thing right uh, third would be analytics there are lots of analytic tools that are now available uh, that you can plug and play into your app or web website whichever uh, whichever is the case and you understand their pattern you understand their flow what what they're doing where are they dropping off from how much time are they spending in what page are they spending maximum ta- time on the pages you want them to spend time on right are they going where they where you think they will go or are they going somewhere else so you look at that pattern right so uh, also what one of the things that uh, is really coming in handy for us is uh, we have just launched a new app and uh, a lot of people are giving giving us bricks and bats some are giving inspiration uh, you know motivation some are giving bricks and bats but going through all their play store comments right? uh, play store and app store really lets us know that okay this is where i mean we could be thinking about 10 different fancy things like how do you create an amazing investment chart 
uh, graph etc etc and then there are people complaining that boss why did you remove user id password and give mpin instead mpin is not that secure doesn't feel that secure right so understanding the customer mindset that it's not really about secure it really the technical part of security but the perception of security that somehow you customers feel user id and password is more secure than an mpin right so these are different ways that you can uh, figure out what the customer's mindset is like thank you sir so uh, moving on with the next question uh, so so how is the customer experience team different from your uh, product management team so there are three things now actually there is uh, this customer experience there is product management and one very new field in its very nascent stages that is starting to form is product experience right what a customer experience specialist will do is he or she is a customer first op- operator right they will be mesh- in charge of measuring the customer satisfaction with the brand and the product the customer's happiness right uh, which they can do through running nps programs net promoter scores uh, which is you know you would have seen a lot of apps asking you how likely are you to refer us to your friends and family between 1 to 10 that's net promoter score right uh measuring your journey satisfaction that what is the there's something called customer effort score so what you do is uh, what a customer experience specialist does is for every prime major journey inside the application they track uh, they they try and figure out what is the effort score that the customer is giving us between 1 to let's say on a scale of 1 to 5 how uh, is the customer rating us very low on effort required from the customers end or very high right so they are constantly focused on the customers experience and the customers satisfaction with the brand and the product while what the product manager does is product manager is a product first operator his or her main job is to build the product right which involves a lot of business as usual bau activities that product development grooming the feature request backlog writing user stories right uh, daily fire fighting that comes with the project management part of aspect of building a product right so in what happens in that is a lot of times you tend to make uh, trade offs or you tend to sometimes figure out that okay let me just cut a little bit of a corner here so that i can put more effort there right and so all your effort is into rolling out the product or the features to market uh, so the customer experience part sometimes get missed over missed out while you are supposed to be a customer first person but in the daily scheme of things it gets missed out so that's where the major difference is the customer experience person is not really focused on they don't have to do the feature development work the product development work the project management work they are focused on measuring the customer satisfaction and the new field that is coming in product experience is sort of that's uh, a bit of what i'm trying to dabble in right now is trying to understand the customer's satisfaction with the product you know the experience inside that one mobile application how do you educate the customer how do you get more customer insights how do you uh, engage the customer right so all these different aspects are now coming under product experience uh, thank you sir that was uh, truly informative so uh, 
the next question is uh, something related to what you've talked about previously as well uh, that when we are building a product and specifically to a consumer specific product uh, there are a wide variety of inputs that we get from the consumer so what strategy should we uh, deploy to filter out those inputs and take only the useful inputs like you mentioned how cons- a customer was why did you remove username yeah. password and kept m pin so how do you understand that yes this is something as a this is something that should be kept and this is something that could be dealt with later yeah good good question so this is actually what product managers get paid for by the way uh, two things one is saying no to because product is something that every customer has every person in the company has an opinion on the button should be this color this this screen should be like this this should be like that so you as a product manager are getting paid to say no to 100 different ideas for that one thing that you should do right uh, so uh, typically what i have seen is uh, when customers write in or call in whichever whatever way there are three main categories uh, of inputs that come from the customers one is a new feature request one is an improvement request of an existing feature and the third is uh, a bug or an error or some kind of an issue with a product or a process right so it's important that from the start you start segmenting to all every customer input into these three buckets that's what i do uh, and uh, then if it's an error or a bug right then it should immediately be addressed when there is no scope for because the, i mean there's always a scope for multiple different errors and bugs so if you are being made aware of something you should immediately resolve it it should be passed into the uh, it pipeline or development pipeline that please fix this asap right the other two points where there it's either a new feature request or it's a an improvement request for an existing feature what i typically do is i keep a log of both these categories right and then i also keep a log of the frequency of each request right so if someone's continuously request uh, reporting that for example just the other day we uh, we did not have the ipo option as per ipo app as per application facility inside our new mobile app because we had been uh, deprioritizing it so that we could launch it in the market fast right now and customers kept asking for it so first one or two times we didn't really notice but because we keep a track of the frequency of each request we figured that okay suddenly in 5 days 50 people are asking for this functionality so leave everything else just focus on this part first because this is something that customers really want looking at the frequency right so that's something that i figured is a way to manage these customer inputs but having said that everything is not every input is not or shouldn't be addressed right because at the end of the day you also have a business to run uh, and also you have particular expertise in uh, as a company that this is what you specialize in if you are a banking company and someone's asking you for an e-commerce feature then it's worth looking looking at the entire opportunity that is this an opportunity that is big enough for me to invest time and money and people in and also is this something that i have specialization in because the nuances matter a lot right if you don't 
if it's not in your dna you shouldn't really be doing it before having solved what is actually in your dna so uh, so that's how thank you sir so so uh, just a follow up question on this uh, there might be a lot of times that you must be getting inputs for a feature that's not necessarily important or uh, from a business perspective Correct. so uh, like how is that tackled with as in if, if the frequency is uh, consistently high for a particular feature like that so what we tend to do is uh, if the customer is identifiable we reach out to the customer and explain to them so uh, because we what uh, what actually makes the job easy is we keep a log of all these requests right we, every morning we are going through uh, right from the top like the lead company business leaders to us to the junior most employees everybody is aware and looking at the insights that are coming in with respect to our product or project right so we keep a log which makes the job easy that now we know that okay this is something that is a request that is coming in from customers but this is but we are not going to do it for so and so justified reason right we have a proper reason why don't we know so if a customer is identifiable we reach out and we explain to the customer that was this is why it's not possible uh, right uh, but many times they are not identifiable so uh, you know, like can't really communicate to them but it's not a perfect world yes yeah about uh, the pandemic and how digital banking sector has evolved during that time so what has been the impact of pandemic on the sector uh, from your perspective and what are the different uh, uh, changes that had to be adopted because of the pandemic so uh, not uh, i wouldn't say that something has changed because of the pandemic things were already in motion like banking especially as we know finance as we know is is going through a change is going for silent transition which will be more and more visible over the next 3 to 5 years like is what my belief is right in in terms of like for example uh, i mean this is something that you would know the majority of the population in india is around between 25 to 35 right yeah. so people your age and my age we do not go to branches i don't remember the last time i went to a branch i am pretty sure neither do you yeah right so so the nuances of this industry is changing right so in and it's not due to the pandemic it started happening before pandemic so what the pandemic has done is it has accelerated this change right now for example earlier people would walk into a branch or uh, the banks would force people to go to a branch that you do so and so thing from there we are not going to provide it right now suddenly we are out of option so we can't use branch as an excuse to be lazy about our digital products right so for example if you want to uh, change your email id or mobile number you, a bank cannot tell you that go to the branch right because there is no branch to go to right now so those kind of accelerations have happened and not just on the consumer end right uh, the the major change that's happened on the consumer end that we are seeing is uh, for example i was just looking at our numbers majority of the post people are logging in through mobile majority of the retail transactions are happening on mobile so you you have gone from a branch to a mobile right your banking has gone moved from branch to mobile so now you have to reorder everything and ensure that that mobile is your branch proxy right 
and so the uh, the table stake the whatever the financial or banking necessities are that you would earlier use a branch to serve most of that is being served through a mobile device right that is one that's on the consumer end now on the back end as well uh, a lot of things have changed in terms of for example ekyc now people are we are not we cannot send people earlier we would send people for resident verification office verification to give out a loan or uh, give out an account etc now we can't do that because of lockdowns in the various different states etc right so on the back end we have had to adapt uh, ekyc e verification a lot of these digitization of processes has happened on the back end which would earlier also have been done i mean there was discussions and a lot of vendor poc proof of concepts going on etc etc now it's just gone into like real life mode and no more proof of concept we just this is this is life now this is what you have to do so that has changed uh, also one thing that has happened is digital support desk earlier you would have to call a 1800 number or go to a branch to get your query resolved now almost every bank is focused on giving you a digital support desk if you if you will for example look at zerora they have support.zerora.com right it's a fantastic digital support desk you get all your documents and information there in spite of those if you have any query you can just log a ticket from right there right a lot of banks are moving to that kind of a model um, now there are no branch managers to explain things to so people have resorted to having uh, very crisp faqs and demo videos etc when you log into a mobile app there should be a proper onboarding journey so that minimal human interaction is required most of it is done through your digital experience so that's been the accelerated shift coming towards the end we have a last question for our students specifically uh what is that one advice that you would like to give to the students who would like to take up a product management as a career option okay so so uh, it's definitely a good option to pick i mean it's an up and coming field and it's a very interesting field according to me that's it's all i have done in the last 6 7 years so uh two things which i feel many times get missed out uh, when i mean the candidates could be very good but two things which they sometimes miss out on is one focus on problem space what we tend to do generally as a behavior in humans is we directly move to the solutionizing part hello this is the problem this is the solution but that will not be the case when you are building a product for thousands or pro lakhs or crores of people so like when you're doing it just for you and your friend or you and your family that's a different thing that okay this is the solution but that doesn't work for thousands or hundreds of uh, lakhs of people so focusing on the problem space understanding what is your problem that you're trying to solve and spending as much time as possible in understanding clearly understanding the problem space before you even get to writing a piece of line of code and because uh if you do not understand what problem you are getting into or what game you are playing then your rules are wrong your understanding is wrong your entire gameplay goes for a toss so understand the problem space that you want to operate in and second is focus on execution right uh, in terms of understand how things get executed in on ground what are the challenges that come 
you know how do you uh, this is something i actually did not like when i started off with product management the project management part of a of building a product you know, like you talk to five different or 10 different people someone's api is stuck someone is not giving the creative agency is not giving your content so there's a entire hodgepodge that you have to go through and it happens wherever you go whatever product you build you go to facebook you go to an early stage startup you go to a corporate company this hodgepodge is going to be there is going to be part of your life took me about 2 3 years to accept this as a fact of life that uh, uh, it's going to be very messy in the middle when and so as a person i'm very introverted i don't like talking to too many people i don't like calling people or haggling them give me the api give me the api give me the api so that execution part of it is very important which you have to constantly keep in mind that uh, things look very beautiful on in a ppt or when you are creating your writing your excel document or your word document but when you are actually executing it it's kind of a mess that you have to go through so that's the two things that i will i would like to leave people with that focus on the problem space and focus on understanding how to execute well so with that it uh, this brings us to the end of the podcast uh, so you guys have heard it the words from the wise uh, and i hope your words and thoughts serve the audience as a useful guide on the changing trends and needs in the digital banking sector as well as the product management sector and uh, i'm sure our students would uh, definitely learn from this uh, starting now uh, so on that note i would like to thank you again for taking out time for Thanks. our podcast yeah. and with that it's a wrap on the fifth episode of we pod thank you everyone and have a great day